gentlemen, you don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. Hello and welcome to Down Alone Podcast, the only podcast brought to you by The Wheel. My name is Adam and I am your host. Along with me is my co-host, co-founder of TalentAlone.com, co-op board member, cooperative opponent in video games, Mike Regan. Mike, how are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm doing good, except I had to help out on my sister's farm yesterday. It was 12 hours out there in the blistering heat to help her get ready for my nephew's birthday party, so... That cannot possibly be a real, real sentence. It is. It is. My my one sister owns a farm. She has she has horses. Is your sister Brock Lesnar? No. Doesn't he own a farm? I, Kyrie yeah. Irving. He owns a farm. Yeah. Brock has like a farm up in like Canada or some shit. Brock would never go to Canada. I'm pretty sure it's in Canada. He's an or American in, icon. Or it's like on the Minnesotan, Minnesotan border of Canada. Isn't it in Montana? No, uh, Eric Bischoff's in Montana. Of course he is. Fucking doomsday prepper. Fucking doomsday prepper. Well, I guess, uh, <clears throat> for starters, this is not the Town of Lone Wrestling podcast. That is a different feed where you can hear us talk about Brock Lesnar and Eric Bischoff. This is the Talent Alone podcast, the podcast brought to you by The Wheel. Uh, today, the first thing I want to talk about with you, Mike, is the Europe date. Mm-hmm. Or, to pronounce its true name, the Europe date. Oh. Ah, see what I did there. I did. Yeah. So, Mike, in today's Europe Update, our recurring segment on all things European, uh, I want to start off with Messi premieres in MLS, comes off the bench, scores a goal in stoppage time to put Inter-Miami over and win his first game in MLS. The women's team defeats Vietnam 3-0, rectifying that war. And co-host nation New Zealand upsets in their first match. And wins one nothing. Mike, what are your thoughts on all things Europe? Um, I think if you were if you're someone who believes that sports is fixed, then the messy situation only added fuel to that fire. <laughs> um, with the way his MLS debut went, and did you say New Zealand's the co-host? Yeah, I think it's New Zealand and Australia. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was confused. I thought there was only one host for these things. So. Yeah, Australia and New Zealand. I don't know why I felt like I needed to fact check that. I knew that, obviously. Yeah. So, Mike, the NFL uh, running back market has gone fucking nuts, eh? In what way? Well, in the way that it hasn't, I guess. Yeah. In the way that it's <laughs> that nothing happens in it anymore. Yeah. So, a big, apparently, a big turning point for this specifically this season and why people are unwilling to give long-term contracts to running backs is Isaiah Pacheco. Have you heard the rumors around this? Uh, I have not. I know that he put up like, I think like 800 something yards this season in his rookie year. Well, it's not even just that it's that the chiefs won the super bowl and their running back was a seventh round pick. And that's what it takes for GMs to understand that running backs aren't a value position, is that mm-hmm. the person who wins the Super Bowl just has to have a non-premium running back. Yeah, I really wanted to come into this conversation and think of a way to defend running backs and say that they deserve big contracts, but I'm really struggling to find a way to get there. You hear about this uh, this Austin Eckler Zoom meeting? I did hear about this. Yeah, 
So what happened? <laughs> You're the one that wrote the note. I haven't heard about it. Oh, apparently Austin Eckler is holding a Zoom meeting. He sent out an invitation. This is a rumor that he sent out an invitation to like all the like, you know, big name running backs in the NFL to have a Zoom meeting to talk about the running back market. Has that meeting happened? Do we know how it went? Did they fix the market? No, it was just according to Mike Florio, Eckler oh, distributed the Zoom link. Yeah, yeah. so um, I mean, that's a pretty solid source. Yeah, I think Mike Florio is a good source. Um, I, what do they expect the conclusion of this to be? I don't really know. They're trying to like collectively hold out. At I, I mean, this seems like something that people would do that don't quite know their position of power they would go oh fuck i guess we should talk to each other about this but they're already in a union and the union is supposed to represent all players the same not dependent upon their contract so it's not like the union can argue for like higher guaranteed money for running backs it's against their own constitution or whatever it is their own rules yeah so just like out of curiosity i looked up like the last handful of super bowl winners and like you mentioned pacheco and then the year before that, the Rams had Sony Michelle and Daryl Henderson kind of split the, the duties. And collectively, they put up like 1,500 yards. When Tampa Bay won, they had Ronald Jones as their leading rusher. He was just shy of 1,000. Well, playoff Lenny, brother. Oh, then playoff Lenny. 2019, Kansas City had Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy combined. And for... Darren Williams. Yeah. That? Com- they had Williams and Williams. Yeah. I got number for you. 2018, this was a shocker. Uh, New England was once again Sonny Michelle had 931 yards is Sonny Michelle the Pat McCaw of the NFL whatever team yeah. he plays on wins the Super Bowl yeah and then uh, the two years before that 2017 and 2016 Philly and preceded by New England were both LeGarrette Blunt. that one I did know oh yeah yeah I remember LeGarrette Blunt. they also um, Philly had that dude at one point who was drafted by the Jaguars what the fuck was his name He's like a bigger dude. You remember this guy? Okay, here's a question for you. Boston just, Scott. No, Boston no. Scott is not a bigger guy. Boston Scott! Um, <laughs> here's, here's a question for you. Do you have a running back that sticks in your brain from when you were a kid that you're not sure why it sticks in your brain? Um, Like a... Like, not one not, that was, like, really good or anything. It just sticks in your brain. Yeah, not one that was really good, and they can't be... I mean, I guess they could be... But they they shouldn't be on the Bills just because that's your team, right? Because you have you have plenty of running backs from the Bills that probably stick in your brain. Yeah, I don't think I have one. Can I give you my example? Yeah, Brandon Jacobs. Oh yeah, he was pretty good there for a minute. Yeah, he had like one or two good seasons, but he's just yeah. a big fucking guy. Yeah, he was. He just ran dude. right through right between the guards. You know what was really wild about? The 2016 LeGarrette Blunt regular season, he had 18 touchdowns. Wait, what? Say that again. <laughs> he had eight in 2016 for the Patriots. LeGarrette Blunt had 18 touchdowns. He also ran the ball 299 times and averaged 3.9 yards a carry. <laughs> Real Jamal Williams season out of that guy, right? So I just like looked that up to point out running backs who like none of them when you say their names outside of Pacheco, cause the jury's still out. None of them, when you say their names, do you think like consistency, like they came back and were like the same guy. So it's tough. Like in anything, we always talk about all the time, just how running backs can just like change year to year. I mean, even some of the ones that are like holding out like Barkley and Jacobs 
are both coming off. Like Barkley had the injury, which slowed him down for like two seasons. And then he had his big comeback this year. Part of that's probably thanks to like Brian Dabble. And then Josh Jacobs finally went nuts this season again, but he was also in a contract year. So there's apprehension for these players to think, well, what if they just go back to underperforming? Yeah, and it, it also – it somewhat feels like the system around the running backs become more important. I mean, you could say what you want about Christian McCaffrey, but Shanahan's, like, wide zone with Trent Williams leading the block system now. It's just like, man, you could put me behind that line and I would still gain positive yardage. Mm-hmm. You could put – I mean, you could put any running back in the league in that system and they would do well. Like, you get Christian McCaffrey and that's where you get – kind of like the scheme death lineup stuff, which I think is where we're going to start to see the running back market move. Kind of like we saw point guards or, or centers in the NBA, where now if you're a point guard, you are almost replacement level if you can't shoot threes. Like it doesn't matter what else you can do. It doesn't matter how good you are on defense. It doesn't matter how good of a passer you are. You're basically replacement level as a point guard if you can't shoot threes. And a center... If you can't shoot, if you can't step out of the paint and shoot, you are DeMarcus Cousins. You're playing in China. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder if that's the direction we're going to start seeing the running back market move. Because if you pull up the touchdowns list last season, Jamal Williams had 17 touchdowns and over 1,000 yeah. yards. Like, it's not like we're seeing these high premium players perform. We're seeing anyone perform in the right system. Mike, yeah, as look- you said, you came into this wanting to argue for running backs. Would you like to make a argument for running backs now that I just called them replacement level? I won't go that far, but yeah, I, I'd like to see it make more money, but I can't rationalize it when Like, there's just, like, it's probably the biggest position that the year, like, turning 30 is, like, the death sentence for him. Yeah, it's basically that and Tinder are the two things that are ruined for you when you're 30. Yeah, and it's, like, unfortunately that the NFL does, like, if you're, like, a first-round running back, your entry-level contract's five years. So you spend basically half of your prime years on a rookie-level contract, which is unfortunate. And then when it's time for you to sign your second one, you're on the other side of 25 and they're apprehensive about the money they want to give you. It's just like a shit situation. But I looked up. So Derek Henry signed a four by 50 and then Nick Chubb signed a three by 36. Those were like probably the two biggest, but I found it interesting that last season, the two, the two running backs with the highest cap hits were, Zeke with 18.2 million and Dalvin Cook with 11.8 million and both of their teams were like yeah fuck this we're done yeah yeah and I mean look at what those teams think they replaced Zeke with a Tony Pollard who's a good running back but he's coming back from a horrific injury Mm -hmm. and in Minnesota they replaced Dalvin Cook with fucking Ty Chandler and Alexander Madison like, that is what NFL teams think of the running back position. They're going from Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison and Chai, Jesus Christ, Ty Chandler. And they're just cool with it. There's no I, worry. They're not drafting 
early round running backs, they're just okay with Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler to replace Dalvin fucking Cook. I think something that like poured gasoline on this fire was last season when wide receiver contracts went apeshit. Oh man, you did, when's the last time you looked at the Tyreek contract? Ridiculous. I, I go go ahead and keep making your point. I'm gonna pull this yeah. up real quick. And like for example, I looked back at like I was trying to think of like the last running back I could think of that isn't currently playing that like dominated for a minute there. And I thought of like Marshawn Lynch. So when he signed uh, a four-year contract in 2012, when he was like at the peak of his powers, it was a four by 30. So like we're like we're 10, 11 years later, and really the running back market hasn't increased like other positions in the NFL has. So I feel like that's probably where a lot of the frustration comes from. So uh, real quick, Dalvin Cook's contract: fifty-two point five three five million guaranteed at signing which is his signing bonus plus his 2022-2023 salaries and his 2023 mm-hmm. roster bonus. His yearly cash is $26 million, $26 million, $19 million, potential out there where their dead cap it would only be $22 million. Uh, $22 million the year after, and then – I'm sorry, yeah, $22 million the year after, and then $45 million in his age 32 year in 2026. That's the Tyreek Hill contract, correct? Yes. There's okay. no way that pays out. But, yeah, I mean, the, the contract went ridiculous there. I mean, Devontae Adams got a crazy contract, too. Yeah, like you said, there is something to be said about the way the NFL has decided that wide receiver is valuable and running back is not. And if you are – if you're a wide receiver, you should be watching this running back thing very carefully. Because wide receivers could be the next, next domino to fall. If coaches start figuring out a way to the where their wide receivers don't matter in their concepts, we're going to see contracts tank the same for them. Then they'll be on – they'll be 26, 27 years old and be getting 11, 12 million a year for three years as their second contract. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much that goes into playing wide receiver. Like, well, I don't want to say this because it – I was going to say there's so much that is dependent on the player's skill set as wide receiver for them to be truly successful. But that that I don't want to throw shade at running backs and make it sound like there isn't things. It's just it's just the unfortunate thing that a bad offense or good offensive line can take a middle of the road running back and make them what a team would need to win a championship or a scheme can. Yeah, a scheme can. I mean, like, if they have beef with someone, I feel like all these running backs should, like, go and, like, you know, pick it outside of um, Kyle Shanahan. That is driving me insane that I don't know why. I could, like, literally see his face in my head and I couldn't remember his name. Um, but, yeah, they, sh- they should have beef with him because he's an example of a very smart coach, has a good offensive line, has very smart schemes, and – you know, halfway through one season was like, fuck it, our wide receiver is going to be our running back. And it worked. Yeah, the the whole Shanahan-McVay coaching trees really killed the RB market. But let's uh, – I, I did want to go through some numbers here that I, I pulled together just to talk about what we're looking at running back-wise. Can I ask you a quick question? Depends on the question. So Austin Eckler ran the ball 204 times. He caught the ball 107. He led his team in receptions and wasn't that far off from leading him in yards at 722 through the air. 
had a total of like 18 touchdowns. Do you think because he's like, do you think a dual threat running back has more of a axe to grind than let's say like a Josh Jacobs? I think we're, so I, I don't know how in tuned you are with the inner workings of defensive contracts in mm-hmm. the NFL or receiver contracts, but defensive players, if they play on the defensive line, say Jonathan Allen, right? Or someone who plays interior defensive line, mm-hmm. they will argue that they are actually a pass rusher because defensive ends and edges get paid significantly more money than interior defensive linemen. Hmm. So players like Jonathan Allen or Aaron Donald make the argument that no, I am an interior pass rusher and thus I should be paid like a pass rusher, not like a defensive lineman. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I think that that's what we're going to start seeing, right? When you have players, it's a bad example because he, he never really filled into the role, but just go with me on this. Like Antonio Gibson, who played wide receiver in college. And when he got to the NFL, they made it, they put him in a running back role. Now, if they had used him as a pass catcher a lot, especially motion out to the slot and cut across the field, a smart agent would argue, no, my player is a slot receiver who can run the ball. You should play him like you should pay him like Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. So I think that that is what we're going to start seeing with running back contracts. Yeah, it's just unfortunate for Eckler because he will be 28 at the start of the next season. So I, think starting, we see, yeah. I think we see p- players like Eckler and CMC get longer tails too, just because of how integral they are to their specific offenses. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that Christian McCaffrey would have gotten the same money on a free market, but Shanahan was obsessed with the guy. And I don't think that Austin Eckler would get paid out the nose by like the Saints or something. But I think he would get he'll get paid a lot by the Chargers because the Chargers know what value he is to that team specifically. Gotcha. So you want to you want to hear some contract numbers here? Hit me. So I have uh three players. All three of these players are at 10.9 million next year on the franchise tag. Only one of them signed, but these are the three players who will be at 10.9 million. I already know one, Tony Pollard. Good job. He's the only <laughs> one that signed. Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs are the other two. They've been franchise tagged but haven't signed their tender. If they sign and play, they'll make $10.9 million. Now, here are your other top running back contracts and what they have remaining on their total contract, as well as where they can get cut. Now, these are all the guys that are going to be paid higher than those three. So I just wanted to tell you those guys for context. So Aaron Jones has $23 million left on his contract. And that goes through 2027, but the last two years are void years. So the contract really only goes through 2025 and they can cut him with like relatively nothing cut off his books. If you don't understand void years, there is a phenomenal article on it that I will link in the show notes because it's a little bit of an uphill concept. It's not quite what you think it is, but you could think of it in broad strokes as it's a way to disperse money further down that don't doesn't affect your cap as much. So, we'll probably see Aaron Jones cut in 2025. Nick Chubb has $36 million left, but no guarantees. And if you cut him starting next year, it'll save you $12 million in cap from then on out. Derrick Henry, 
$50 million, but after the season, he only has void years left. So once again, we probably see him as a free agent next year. He pro He's probably in the Dalvin Cook-Zeke spot next year where we see him just cut because that saves them a lot of cap space. I mean, I guess the Titans are weird, but we can assume that we see him cut. Alvin Kamara has $75 million, and if you cut him in 2025, it's the first year where the dead cap will be less than his contract. So they'll get $18 million in contract saving versus less than that in dead cap. And Christian McCaffrey, who has $64 million left on his contract, and the this guy, it's like puny. Like, you can come in 2026 to save $2 million in cap space. So I think that the, the note that people and agents should really be looking at is Christian McCaffrey and how they can get that contract. Yeah, he's also another example of a player that brings multiple skill sets to the table. Yeah, it's kind of like, like the slot. He's he's yeah. he's the point guard who shoots threes. Yeah, and he's it's kind of like to take you look at like wide receivers. A wide receiver who will get brought in on like a decent deal and players go, "Oh, there's someone who can stretch the field." It's like a deep threat wide receiver. They're not going to get paid as much as a Justin Jefferson who can do everything. You know, so it's just what, how many things can we do with you to justify the amount of money you want? So, I mean, it really is just kind of like, I mean, if, if you're a between the tackles, if you're a, a volume runner, um, but you're not as dynamic in other aspects of the game, you might just have to start accepting the fact that your pay is just not going to be what you want it to be. Yeah. You're a Mike linebacker. You're a middle linebacker now. Mm -hmm. And you know, you're, you're what you want is an outdated concept now what what you do is an outdated concept not being a running back but being the thinking that running backs are what they were back in the 90s and 80s mm -hmm. and these owners see that. oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off um but and then these owners just rely on the fact of okay they're gonna hold out but once they start getting fined for holding out they'll eventually come back you know, Tyreek Hill isn't the highest paid player on the Dolphins. I'm going to guess. Is, is Howard the highest paid player? No. All right. You want one more guess? Is. It is the, it, it's a position that you would assume could be the highest paid player. But it's not quarterback because two is still on his rookie yeah. deal. Two is on his rookie deal. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't play on the Dolphins anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me. Emmanuel Ogba. Huh. Pass rushers, brother. Pass rushers, Pass man. rushers. All right, Mike, you got any more thought on running back contracts you want to go through while we're here? Can I read the uh, Barkley quote? Yeah, go for it. Can you? So, Barkley quote? yeah, Barkley was on a podcast um, and said, my leverage is I could say, fuck you to the Giants. I could say, fuck you to my teammates and be like, you won't or you want me to show you my worth. You want me to show you how valuable I am to the team. I won't show up. I won't play a down. And that's a play I could use. He then went on to say, anybody who knows me knows that's something that's not something I want to do. Is it something that's crossed my mind? I never thought I would ever do that, but now I'm at a point where I'm like, Jesus, I might have to take it to that level. Am I prepared to take it to this level? I don't know. I just thought 
uh, to publicly say that I thought was pretty wild. Uh, I, but I don't think I should be surprised because I feel like sports with podcasts and social media players say a lot of things that in the past you'd be like, man, I can't believe he just publicly said that. But it just you ever think of how me. fucking wild it would be if Dennis Rodman was on Twitter oh. during the Bulls run? There's one thing I could like make happen. It would be that. <laughs> This Rodman would be out here tweeting insane shit. That'd be wild. He'd post some pictures of him out in Vegas doing wild shit. It'd be so good. There'd be like tweets coming out about him being spotted at like an airport in South Korea 16 hours before he has to take the court in the Eastern Conference Finals. That also could have been a play by Saquon. You know? Like I'm sure that was part of it. I publicly say this and the Giants here that I'm actually thinking about it, maybe I can push them to make it a decision. So that's that's very Bill Simmonsy of you to say. Yeah. But do you really think that he's not already saying that to the Giants? I'm sure his agent is probably relaying that. Like, no, 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 Saquon's thinking about not coming in. <laughs> he can podcast, he can stream on Twitch, he can make workout videos. <laughs> make the workout videos. Saquon has a lot of things going on off the field. I don't know who I was his really agent hoping- is. <laughs> I was really hoping his agent was going to be Drew Rosenhaus because that's the guy that Schefter is always tweeting the contracts out about. No, they uh, all it is not. They all seem to call clutch, and this would be solved. <laughs> yeah, but then we would have one team in the NFL with eleven running backs on it. Yeah, but you know, they would, they'd, they'd finally be getting paid. I mean, I, I guess I can also to defend Barkley a little bit. That Daniel Jones contract, I stand by, is stupid, and he's being overpaid. Oh yeah, so yeah. Talk about a system quarterback. Talk about a guy whose career was saved by a system, mm-hmm. and then that team went, well, we have to pay him. <laughs> yeah, like take $7 million off his and give that to Saquon, and maybe we can put this all to bed. This is, I mean, it would be like if the Rave, the, the Rave, Jesus, the Rams paid Todd Gurley like $21 million a year after he had those ridiculous seasons when Sean McVay sh- first showed up. Yeah. That's what they did for Daniel Jones. Well, like what- Daniel Jones was terrible – and then Brian Dayball shows up. Daniel Jones is good, and they're like $50 million. Yeah, I mean, we'll look at the Patriots. They fed, like I said, they fed LeGarrette Blunt the ball almost like 299 times. And then in the offseason, they were like, yeah, you, you can go. <laughs> like, we're not going to pay you something crazy because you think, like, that's what you're worth. Oh, who was that player? Speaking of running backs and just naming running backs, who was that player on the Patriots that one time? Uh, Gray, Jonas Gray, was that yeah. his name? Who ran for 200 yards against Miami? And four touchdowns. Yeah, and then he, like, overslept and missed a flight. Belichick cut his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just done. I mean, look at look at Melvin Gordon. He's another, like, volume runner who was like, I should be getting all this money. And it's like, well, your yards per carry are not good, dude. <laughs> like, don't, don't but, mistake okay. touches for value. But here's here's the thing. First off, don't mistake touches for value. If you're a running back, like think about it in work, right? Like if you want to do more work, you're going to go – or if your boss wants to do more work, you're going to go to your boss and be like, yeah, I know you want me to do more work. I want a raise if you want me to do more work. So if you're running back and you're getting 15 touches a game, I also would be asking for more money. That's, That's a lot, a lot, a lot of wear and tear on a man's body. Yeah, that's a very uh, good point. Second, if your argument's going to be in yards per touch, do you expect Nick Chubb to get paid out the nose? 
I think he's at least above. I don't like my dividing line is like you got to be above like four. If you're not above four, I'm not giving you money. I'm pulling it up. Garrett Blunt that season, three point nine. You're gone. Uh, okay. So Nick Chubb's career, he averages five point two yards a carry. That's really good. <laughs> so are you paying out the nose for Nick Chubb, or are you gonna say thanks for everything, Nick? Enjoy free agency. We're gonna go draft a guy in the sixth round to replace you. I they let com- Kareem Hunt walk. Yeah. Well, I would come to the table and say you have two options. I can pay you out the nose for two seasons, or I can pay you less and give you four years. Because I'm not going to get – I'm either going to pay you a lot while you're in your prime on a short contract, or I'm going to pay you less, but you'll have a little more security as far as more term. I, I'm not going to get strapped to a running back that's old – underperforming and expensive i do want to point out nick chubb 28 years old is making 14.8 million dollars this year yeah so 16.2 million next year but he uh if they cut him they save a good chunk of money so they're probably gonna cut him next year all right mike now that we've uh officially talked about nick chubb twice in one segment you ready to move on to the wheel spin it all right mike let's spin the wheel all right Oh, Mike, we just got so close to something that was going to make me deeply unhappy. Oh, okay. <laughs> we almost hit sports hate therapy, but instead, way ah. too early NFL predictions. Woo. So, Mike. Mike. Figured that uh, we could make some way too early and wildly specific NFL predictions. Sound like a plan to you? Sounds like a plan. So, here are the things that I think that we should make predictions for. I think we should pick offensive and defensive players of the year. So MVP and, and defensive player of the year, because we know how it works. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year for offensive defense. Conference championship picks. And the Super Bowl winner. All that work for you? We're going to take a short time out for one moment. <laughs> Couldn't find my pen. <laughs> All right. Which one do you want to do first? Let's start with the rookies of the year. That's right. easy enough, right? Oh yeah. All right, Mike. Let's uh let's start with the hard one here. Who is your defensive rookie of the year for the 2023-2024 NFL season? Crap. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> That's his, not a player. I can't remember his name again. Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god. Um, the defensive end out of there. Yeah, the player out of Georgia that, like, plummeted in the draft. Jalen Carter? Thank you. I knew it was Jalen. I couldn't remember his last name. I'm going with Jalen Carter. All right. You're going with Jalen Carter as your defensive rookie of the year? I like it. Let me – I'm taking notes so that we can hold ourselves accountable here. I think he had – was going through a lot during the draft process and his – You want to – you want to expand upon what a lot means there, Mike, or you want to just let it go? Oh, let it go. (laughs) But – um. You know, and his draft stock dropped, and I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being as good as people thought he was going to be. So I'm going to go trend pick here. Last year, we got a defensive back, defensive rookie of the year. I think that we do that again. I think Devon Witherspoon is my pick for defensive rookie of the year. Okay. I think that uh, <clears throat> the Seahawks defense is 
very good. I think that it routinely makes players that writers like a lot, and I think that we'll see a lot of press out of that. So Devon Witherspoon is my pick for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mike, who is your pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year? Oh, that's easy. It's Bryce Young. All day. <laughs> All right. Listen, it's time we talk about this, Mike. What? It, it's, it's, it's time. It's time that we have the Bryce Young conversation. I know we're in the middle of a podcast. I know this probably means that we're not going to be able to get two wheel segments in this week. But it, it's time we have this conversation. <laughs> because Bryce Young is on a terrible football team. I don't care. And he's tiny. He's so small, Mike. 205-510. You want me to repeat that? That's his internet listed measurables, which means that that's what he got at the combine that he had been training for to get more weight and if you could possibly more height. But the Panthers, I had to look up where PFF had them. Projective starting lineup, they currently have them ranked as the 16th best offensive line. <laughs> That's not bottom half. That's dead smack in the middle. So, I'm just saying. I watch Bryce Young. I watch a lot of Alabama football because everybody who watches college football is forced to watch a lot of Alabama football, obviously, because they're a big deal. And that dude just has it. He's athletic. He's mobile. Even though he's undersized, he still has a cannon for an arm. I mean, I watched this dude, you know, in one of the biggest games of the year last season for him just – Totally relaxed in the pocket, not stressing, went through all of his reads, went back to a previous one, hit the guy for a touchdown, and he's just he has it above the head. I know he's small. I know he's small. But as long as the offensive line doesn't just, you know, like completely get out of the way of the pass rushers and let him get killed, I, it doesn't worry me. I think he's a very good quarterback that will make Adam Thielen look like he's good again. Well, no, that's definitely not happening. But Dude, you're gonna be feeling it so hard at the end of the no next way season. I'm feeling it. Also, can I can I um, amend my defensive player of the year pick? Yeah, sure. There's no rules. What's your who's your pick? Well, now I'm actually gonna switch it up. I'm now I'm gonna go Will Anderson because first guy off the board, eh? Yeah, because I remembered Jalen Carter is in Philadelphia with a stack defense, so there could be a playing time situation there compared to Will Anderson, who I'm sure will get plenty of snaps in shitty Houston. The Panthers also upgraded at coach with Frank Reich. He's a good coach. No, but you're going to sit there and tell me that was a good quarterback, Thieland, Chark, and LaVisca Chenault. <laughs> Your argument's really weighing on LaVisca Chenault. That's a serviceable wide receiver group with a, a with a elite-level quarterback if he turns out to be what I think he's going to be. He can make LaVisca those guys Chenault had 272 yards last year. Yeah, but yeah, but he had that bum Trevor Lawrence last year, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he had that bum Trevor Lawrence. Now he's got a real quarterback. <laughs> Demir Bird? I mean, come on. You're going to go against the Birdman? <laughs> LaVisca Chenault had 65 yards after being traded to the Panthers. I also just realized that my, my guy, former Buffalo Bills practice squad player, Raheem Blackshear, is third on the running back depth chart. <laughs> Yeah, behind Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Good news, he got ahead of Spencer Brown. I think that there's a chance Andy Dalton usurps Bryce Young after Bryce Young starts struggling. That is ridiculous. 
Dude, he's so small <laughs> and on a horrible team. He's going to spend all of his time running away. Yeah, he's going to scramble out of the pocket and then launch a fucking 50-yard cannon right into Thielen's to hands. Who? Thielen? You think Thielen's making it 50 <laughs> yards downfield? I he's meant to say years old. <laughs> People want to talk about fucking Pickett to Pickens. It's going to be Young to Chenault. <laughs> Hayden Hurst is a good tight end. They got Tommy Tremble he's, coming off the bench at tight end. A tight end. All he is is a tight end. He's a solid tight end. No, there are three good tight ends in the league, and all the rest of them are just tight ends. I said he's solid. Solid means he's just a tight end. He's the same as all the other tight ends. There's there's 95 Hayden Hurst in the league. Mike, Hayden Hurst's image on ESPN is he's still in a Bengals uniform. <laughs> yeah, and he's basically going from Burrow to Young, which, who knows, maybe Young's better. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying maybe Joe Burrow's a little overrated. Once again, I'm – oh, actually, I just said maybe. Uh, maybe I'm saying that. <laughs> maybe I'm not. You know? These are things we have to think about. Also, my offensive rookie of the year pick is a quarterback. And NFL voters really only care about quarterback. Hold on. You're, uh, <laughs> you're about to really get shown up on this one because oh, last I year know that Wilson won. But, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, QBs won rookie of the year. Well, Herbert did, right? Yeah, Garrett Wilson, Jamar Chase, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott, Todd Gurley, Odell Beckham, Eddie Lacy, RG3, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford, Percy Harvin, Matt Ryan, Adrian Peterson, Vince Young, Cadillac Williams, Ben Roethlisberger, Anquan Bolden, Clinton Portis, Anthony Thomas, Mike Anderson. That's all of your Rookie of the Year winners from 2000 and on, which means there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So they win under half the time. Yeah, so Kyler Murray, 64%, 3,722 3, yards, 20 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And Bryce Young can uh, totally do that. <laughs> but does Bryce Young run like he's a toddler? That's really the question we're all asking. And Bryce Young doesn't stay up all night chugging Mountain Dew, eating Doritos, and playing COD. <laughs> Who the hell was Kyler Murray throwing to in his rookie year? Is that A.J. Green, by any chance? What year was that? Leading receivers for the 2019 Arizona Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and then their third leading receiver was running back David Johnson. <laughs> at three, fits, though. At 370 yeah. yards, he was their third leading <laughs> receiver. How many rushing yards? Did Kyler have that year? 544. 5.8 yards what? in attempt, if you're into that. Not that phenomenal. Was it just a weak year or something? Yeah. I mean, the 64% as a rookie is pretty damn good. Uh, okay, completion percent. I, I, completion percentage doesn't track in my head, so you got to yeah, stop bringing that up. that's right. Out. I'll stop bringing it up. It really, it really freezes me. <laughs> Uh, all right, you want to get back to this thing since I can't deal with you being the Bryce Young. <laughs> Bryce Young. Um, who's your offensive? You haven't said it yet, have you? Yeah, I'm going to go a little further down the list here. going to go with a little bit of a, a long shot one, but someone I believe in. Zay Flowers hmm. on the Ravens. I think that we see Lamar bounce back. He's got a new offensive coordinator. He needs someone to throw the fucking ball to. Obviously, none of the guys on the team have ever shown up. 
Mark Andrews is going to drop another four touchdowns. Zay Flowers gets, we'll say, 11 touchdowns. They make him rookie of the year. Can off, a, a lineman could win rookie of the offensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah, I guess. So there's like there's not like a number, like a good stat you can use for linemen. So they never get pancake it. blocks. Yeah, <laughs> look at all them pancakes. All right, Mike, you want to keep going on the awards, or you want to switch over to teams here? Surprise me. Uh let's let's uh, let's do defensive player of the year. Okay. Mike, who is your pick for defensive player of the year? So, Mike, who is your pick for defensive player of I the year? I was formulating my thought. All right, so I'll make an actual pick, and I'll throw out my homer pick that we won't take seriously. <laughs> All right. My actual pick is Quinn is uh, Quinn Williams in New York. My plus three thousand right now. Solid odds. My um, homer pick is Gregory Rousseau of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> Watch out, Strahan. Your sack, uh, your sack record's in doubt. If you can find odds on Gregory Rousseau, I think we should place a bet. I see, like probably plus ten thousand or something ridiculous. I don't think he's on the board now. All right, Mike. So uh, your official pick again was Quinn and Williams. Yep. At plus three thousand, long odds, long odds. My, I'm debating on going chalk here, just going with some obvious players, but uh, you know it'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. We get like a Max Crosby win. That'd be kind of fun, right? <laughs> a kicker? Oh, Max Crosby. <laughs> In my head, my head went. He just said Mason Crosby, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, kind of shattered my brain on that one. I guess I'll just go <laughs> TJ Watt then. Uh, nah, fuck it. I'll go Micah Parsons. I like, I like Micah oh, Parsons. Oh, yeah. His name was Micah Parsons. <laughs> Doing Fight Club? Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy's name in Fight Club, did they say? Is it Robert Palmer? It's Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson. Because there used to be a wide receiver, or a, a tight end, of the commanders named Logan Paulson, and I used to do that all the time. Yeah. Go. His name was Logan Paulson, and my mom would be like, "Shut up!" And she'd burn you. With the I'm cigarette. trying to watch football. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd throw water in my cage. What are Parsons' um, odds? Like plus five hundred or something? I'm pulling it up. Uh, plus six fifty. Okay. He's the favorite. This makes sense because he's fucking awesome. If you could play inside linebacker or outside linebacker, which would you pick? Um, outside's more fun. Less to do, yeah. But it doesn't. You, you you don't get the tropey white guy stuff if you play outside. That's true, but like, who gets like sent more on like blitzes, an outside or an inside? Outside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could you can like make the plays that make people think like, oh, he's like the more important linebacker. When like in re- reality, you got a dude on the inside who's like holding it down and has to like make those decisions on the ball. Um, you know. More frequently. But outside linebackers to get an interception require real dumb quarterbacking. That's like an outside linebacker get, like get, gets dropped into coverage in the flat and they still throw the screen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But inside linebacker, it's like, oh, man, you just got you got ups and someone tries to air it over you into a tight end in the middle. You just jump up and snag the fuck out of that ball. Yeah, we would joke all last season, me and my cousin, about how like they needed to make our 
linebackers spend time the bills linebackers obviously so i'm talking about spend time with the hands team at practice because they'd have so many passes hit them in the hands <laughs> and they would not catch them <laughs> you gotta catch the ball man you gotta catch the ball it's the most <laughs> important part That's of my interception. Title, say. if the ball hit someone's hands and they dropped it be like yeah that was his fault yeah. <laughs> that was his rule like even the quarterback that almost threw an interception to a linebacker was like wow you suck <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo standing there. It's like the uh, I think you should leave sketch where he's like, and now you're in way more trouble than I am. Um, all right, Mike, ready to move on? MVP? Um, I guess that's MVP and Offensive Player of the Year, right? Well, I just I skipped over Offensive Player of the Year because it probably will be the MVP. Yeah. Yeah, I am ready. Oh, I know, already know who your pick's going to be. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm asking. Mike, who is your pick for MVP? Oh, you know it is. He's the most handsome quarterback in the league. He can throw the ball farthest. Jimmy Garoppolo? <laughs> Wrong. Josh Wrong. Allen is going to have an unreal year. Everybody was. You know we got a three-way tie at the top. Plus 700 from Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Yeah. Everybody's been poo-pooing Allen, okay, because he struggled a little bit because he was dealing with injuries last season. He's going to come back and set the league on fire once again. Mike, your prediction for yards. Passing yards? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I'll say a modest 4,200. Uh, I thought you were really going to go out of the park and say like 6,000. No, I'll say a modest 4,200 and about a solid 700 on the ground. So you think he's winning MVP with a combined amount of yardage under 5,000? Good point. Let's do – yeah, he probably needs a little more than that. Unless he has, like, 40 11 touchdowns. touchdowns on his feet. Yeah. All right, we'll say... Yeah, maybe your defense is just so good that he never has the, the length of field to play with. Oh, yeah, it's also a thing to think about. But then again, it's probably our defense is probably going to give up. I don't know. Don't get me started on our defense. <laughs> you got a new DC in there, though, right? No, he, Sean McDermott's just taking over. He's the new DC. Yeah, but he... he Frazier was just... I would bet money that Frazier was just running what Sean McDermott wanted to run. You know what? I'm officially going to change it from sports hate therapy just to sports therapy because we need to sports therapy you on Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott. Their defense just continues to scar me in ways I can never truly, you know, come to terms with. <laughs> you wake up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night like Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now. Right. And I'm like, why are just like, pass rush? Why are you paying? Why are you, were you playing prevent with 13 seconds left when they only needed a fucking field goal to tie the game? <laughs> Yeah, it was two seasons ago, Mike. You can move on. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't move on from these things because, by the way, that was a forward pass against Tennessee. <laughs> miracle. Music City miracle my ass. All right. Wait, I'm, I'm just going to make my, my pick quick here. Yeah. Uh, I do want to point out that Justin Fields is plus 2,000 in your fucking dreams. Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's stop pretending here. Justin Fields is not a good quarterback. I would take that if I could get better odds than plus 2,000. <laughs> yeah, plus 2,000 isn't that long. Yeah. Like, add a zero when we're talking about what Justin Fields should be getting. Uh, I'm between two here, Mike. Should I go breakout guy or the repeat? Always go breakout guy. It's more fun. Repeat it is. So I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. Oh, I like that. I'm going to double down on my Zay Flowers pick. I think we see a big Lamar Jackson bounce back here. I hope so. I think we see him do the thing he did at Louisville where someone goes to tackle him right on the goal line and he just stops in his tracks. He does, like, the James Harden stop moving thing. Yeah. And then just trots into the end zone. It's my all-time favorite Lamar Jackson move. The only things we have to worry about is that that man must have IBS. 
What, does he run to the bathroom a lot? Hey, I just remember that one time on Thanksgiving when he did. Oh, yeah. Pulled the old <laughs> Paul Pierce. <laughs> and he was like, I didn't have to poop. And we're like, come on, Lamar. We saw the video. Yeah. I thought last season was going to be Lamar Jackson's, like, vengeful return where he was going to torch the league, and that did not happen. Are you sure it didn't? I'm positive. Sure about that? Sure about that? That's why. All right, Mike. Let's uh, let's start with the conference final picks here. You want to go NFC or AFC first? Let's do NFC. All right. I uh, normally would do my bit where I go the opposite direction as you, but I typed down NFC first anyway, so I'm glad you said that. Mike, who are your NFC conference championship picks? Uh, not exactly a hot, spicy take, but I'm going to say a spicy take. 49ers and Eagles again. Really? Going chalk? Yeah. Going back? Yeah, I think doing the same thing. Yeah, I feel like they're just doing the same thing again. Going back to the well. What teams would you put like in their category in the NFC? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe we should. I mean, maybe the Cowboys. Maybe. Mike, if you had to guess. Okay, here I'll tell you this. Do you have the odds in front of you? I do not, sir. Okay, cool. Eagles are plus 330. 49ers are plus 400. What are the Detroit Lions odds? Plus 3,000. Plus 900. What? That's how weak the NFC is, Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is. It's wild. a brutal conference to watch every week. I don't even know if I'd give, like, Sam Fran, you said it was plus 400. Yeah, I even want that to be a little bit longer, just because we are banking that Brock Purdy is going to come back and be, I mean, a passable quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I want to point out, San Francisco has better odds of winning the NFC than the Bills have of winning the AFC. San Francisco's quarterbacks are currently Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold and Trey Lance on one leg. <laughs> that is their quarterback room. Yeah. Those three guys are the are the quarterbacks of a team that has better odds to make the Super Bowl than the Buffalo Bills. Not great. Wild. Wild. Yeah, because the Bills just have to go through so many more quality competition. Yeah. Yeah, the Bills can have the fourth best quarterback in the league, and it just doesn't matter because they don't have to play in the weak-ass NFC. Yeah, mm-hmm. eh, fifth best. Sorry, fifth best. Go oh, fuck off. Uh, I kind of talked myself into going just the same pick as you Mm -hmm. But just for the sake of differentiating uh, I'll say Jalen Hurts falls off Because they switched offensive coordinators And we get a really good Dallas here God, I hate saying that Mm -hmm. Because first off, Cowboys And second off, Mike McCarthy Uh, (laughs) But I'll say Dallas, San Francisco Okay That's a fun one Oh, that's 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 some money for the oh, NFL. Yeah. They would love that if you're right. That's like getting a Lakers Celtics final in the NBA. Yeah. All right, Mike. Let's get your AFC picks in here. All right, this is tough. Obviously, the Bills are going to be hosting the game. That's not even you know up for debate. But who will they be facing? Will it be the Chiefs or the Bengals? Maybe you know the Bengals have played in more conference finals than the Bills since Josh Allen was drafted. Yeah. 
I tell you what, I'm going to have some fun here. I'm going to jump on your Lamar bandwagon. I'm going to say we're going to see some surprising stuff, and we'll have Bills Ravens AFC Ooh. Championship. They should – what they should do if that happens – is it should just be a comp like a skills competition between Lamar and Josh. Like, don't even play the game. <laughs> just have like three rounds where they do like a hundred meter sprint. They see who could throw the ball the furthest, and they do like a jump contest. Yeah. I would watch the fuck out of that. If that if that decide who went to the Super Bowl, oh, appointment television. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. So going back to the gambling odds here, let me uh, let me read you off the top ten teams in the AFC. Magic man, <laughs> doing Collinsworth over there. He's a guy. He smokes cigars. That Joe Burrow, I guess he's crazy. Well, of course Collinsworth loves him. He's a Bengal. Um, Chiefs plus three fifty are the favorite. Bills plus four fifty. Bengals plus 500, Ravens plus 1,000, Jets plus 1,000, Dolphins plus 1,200. Mike, do you think you could name the next three teams? I'm going to say Chadges. Chadges, and they're plus 1,300, and they are next on the list. And did you already say Dolphins? Yep, Dolphins were right before the Chargers. Okay, all right. Uh, so I get Chadges, <laughs> and I'll say... Who's like the Chargers, but further west, or further east? Like the Chargers, further east. Oh, uh, Jaguars. Jaguars, plus 1,500. And the Steelers? (laughs) Ah, close. Steelers, plus 2,500. They're the team, they're the first team out in this list that I'm making. Okay, who'd I miss? Cleveland Browns plus seventeen. Oh, I was literally trying to decide. Bet- I was literally trying to decide between the Steelers and the Browns. Fuck. Uh, I think we get. I think we get a Mahomes Allen showdown again. Oh. One two seed playing maybe an Arrowhead this time, but definitely playing each other. We get another conference finals brother, like that. Brother, we're gonna get him this time. <laughs> then afterwards, Josh Allen's gonna go up in the stands. He's gonna find Jackson Mahomes. He's gonna grab him by that stack of dimes he calls a neck and hit him with a stone cold stunner. You know Josh Allen was born in, like, the year 2000, right? <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold was still running hot then. <laughs> I don't know if Stone Cold was... I don't know if Stone Cold was giving anyone stunners in 2000. He was I think at that point, he walked out with a microphone, told everyone to give him a hell yeah, and then went backstage. He main-evented WrestleMania in 2001. That can't possibly be true. <laughs> Are you really questioning me on this? Is this... Was this in, like, a cinematic match? Did Rey no. Mysterio's eye pop out in this match? Nope. Who do you main event against? The Rock? Yep. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne, the box office flop Johnson. Mm-hmm. You see The Flash is already trying to sell on DVD. Wow, that was fast. And Barbie's going to make $200 million this weekend. <laughs> Wild world we live in where The Flash and Black Adam and Guardians of the Galaxy tank at the box office. But Barbie is going to make $200 million opening weekend. Crushing it. Good movie. Really? I recommend it. See an Oppenheimer tomorrow. None of this is relevant. You want to talk Super Bowl? Yes. So we're making our Super Bowl picks? You're making our Super Bowl picks, Mike. Ooh. All right. You want to go – you want to do both teams yeah. in the Super Bowl in the winner, or you want to just do the winner? Let's do both teams. All right, Mike. Let me get your teams and your winner. So I'm going to say 
the Eagles return to the Super Bowl. They flock in like righteous returning birds. Eating horse shit. Eating horse shit. Punching people on the street. But it's always sunny in Philadelphia. They run into Bill's Mafia, baby. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I ask you about the AFC. I don't know. Here on out, if we have questions pop up and they involve the AFC, you are disqualified from answering. <laughs> I'm saying Eagles, Bills. It's the only NFC East team the Bills have not faced in a Super Bowl yet. <laughs> and uh, I'll say the Bills win. Josh Allen wins the MVP. 350 yards, 85 on the ground, five touchdowns. Beautiful. I like how you go, like, just reasonable on these these metrics. Like, you're not saying, like, Josh Allen, 500 yards, 17 touchdowns. <laughs> you go just inside the realm of possibility. That's how I keep my obsessive fandom in check, you know. <laughs> and when Josh Allen accepts think, the award, uh, he shouts me out. I think we get... We get the Red Bull. I think we get Chiefs Niners. Fucking hate you right now. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes until he gives me a reason to. I I bet that uh, we're going to find out he's been uh, using Barry Bonds PED cream this whole time. (laughs) Is that why his head keeps getting bigger? (laughs) His voice keeps getting all more like... (laughs) I'm Patrick (laughs) Mahomes! He's slowly turning into that character from the Goonies. Yeah. Hey, you guys! (laughs) And I'm, uh, you know what? I want Kyle Shanahan to have a Super Bowl ring. Okay. I think the guy has revolutionized football. But once again, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes until he gives me a reason. I'm taking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, Mike. All right. Um, you should make an MVP pick, too. Uh, Patty Ice, brother. Patty Ice. I'm going to change. You know what? Can I be fun? You know what? Yeah. I'm going to change my MVP pick. I'm going to say Stephon Diggs breaks the record for most receiving yards in a Super Bowl. Wins MVP. I was about to change mine, too. I'm going to go... With Travis Kelsey, wins MVP, retires the day after. I like it. The him retiring part. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of the good tight ends. He's no Hayden Hurst. He he is no Hayden Hurst. Uh, But you can't say it in that order because it makes it sound like you're saying Hayden Hurst is better. You'd have to say Hayden Hurst is no Travis Kelsey. You got any other thoughts, Mike, on sports? Anything else you want to hit? Anything you want to chitter-chatter about? How do we Any takes you got to spit out your mouth? Spit them out. Um, no, just that uh, experiencing a heat wave here in America right now. So it should be a good reminder for the world that, um, you know, we are just ants under a magnifying glass. And at any moment, Mother Nature could wipe us all out. There's only 71 in Chicago today. That must be fucking nice. <laughs> it was pretty nice, yeah. I got my AC unit going. It was too cold in my apartment at one point. Oh, God. <laughs> You're in Virginia right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they don't even believe in global warming down there. Yeah. Very hot. A lot of football talk today, eh? I'm ready for the season. Me too. i got to be honest with you. I, like, basketball is my second love, and I'm still, you know, I'm learning where the place in my heart is for hockey. But football just, I mean, that dominated my life for so long. I fucking love me some football. Yeah. I could do this podcast and have it just be football topics year-round, and I could find a way. I think you could do a whole episode on Andy Isabella. No. <laughs> Still have the 2019 <laughs> Cardinals pulled up. 
I was so ready to say yes, but you said Andy Isabella, and I'm like, no, I am not doing an episode on the third best receiver on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, good stuff. All right, Mike, you want to spit your plugs out? You want to tell people what you got coming this week? You want to tell them the Faction Files has been canceled officially? Oh, man, it's been put on hold due to trademark issues. I'm going to lie and say that's what it is. Legal problems. Um, so I got to go down to legal and knock on Carol's door. Yeah. Carol! <laughs> I'm so glad you got where I was going with that. Um, but in that, working on a fun little NHL trade article that will be coming out this week. And as always, follow me at Talent Alone Mike on Twitter. I am going to go ahead and make a Threads account because Twitter is just becoming a shit show. Um, is it really? Yeah. Did you see? <laughs> I just go. I just go on there to to post whenever we have something go up on the site. Yeah. Did you see like the latest thing Twitter sent out? That's like starting. I forgot when it's starting, but like they're gonna limit the amount. They said it's to lower the amount of spam messages people are getting in their DMs, but they're basically gonna limit the amount of DMs non-verified, like Twitter Blue accounts, can send. Is their goal to get as many people in on Twitter blue, or is their goal to get as many people off Twitter as possible? I honestly have no idea. So I'll probably just make a Threads account to have something else going. So uh, once I get that up, I'll I'll spit it out on the next pod, let you guys know how to follow. All right. Nice, Mike. We have our Threads account, official for Talent Alone. That Threads account is at Talent Alone Adam, but I promise you it is the official account. As well as on Twitter, we have at Talent Alone, and we have... Well, I guess I, there we also don't have at Talon Alone. We have at Talon Alone Adam, at Talon Alone Mike. We have the TAPWP account on both those sites. That is the Talon Alone Pro Wrestling Pod. You can find all of our content at TalonAlone.com, which I will also link in the show notes. Uh, this week, we should have a favorite, least favorite, underrated, overrated about Adam Cole coming out, as I have struggled to understand him uh, up until fairly recently, I would say. Uh, we also have our SummerSlam preview, and that is a lot of wrestling content in one week, assuming that we get uh, Tuwapa out there, too. So, Mike, what do you say uh, You say we figure out something football-related to write this week, too? I think it's definitely time to get some good football content on the site. I think it's time to get some good football content as well. So we'll figure out something. We'll try to get a football article out there this week. Sounds good. See you.